Three, two, one, one, two, three. Testing, testing. Say something, Dave. This is AV Dave, and that was the Clangers from What the f***ing About. <laughs> the sounds of the 70s. Keep on trucking. <laughs> Welcome back once again to another World's First What Gear Podcast. Today is the World's First Tech What Gear Podcast and it's also the World's First Fourth Sony Podcast. So for all you Sony fans out there, you want to know what's been going on. Sony news, you've come to the right place. Uh, my name is Troy, they call me the Games Master and I'm joined by Avi Dave out in Cambridge. Hello. And uh, we've got lots to talk about today. So loads of really good topics. Um, it's a bit quiet. It's kind of the quiet before the storm at the MWC in Barcelona. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's going to be some really exciting stuff happening very soon. And there's lots of uh, speculation out there. And if you want to know, you want to see the best, then you want to check out the What Gear Quickie Leaks and the What Gear Word on the street. Just type in What Gear, it's one word, and then... Uh, <laughs> Word on the street, that's Two words. three words. <laughs> yeah. Three words. Oh my god. Three words. Yeah, yeah. Uh and and yeah. So I check those out anyway. Leaks. Uh so anyway, um, you know, I always like to kick these off with uh a few numbers and how the business is doing. I know the market cap hasn't changed for Sony, it's still twenty six billion dollars. <laughs> Uh, so let me just go into this now. Um, so at the moment, today, uh, close at 22.22, which is quite ironic as well. I'll explain that in a minute, actually. 22.22. At the open of today, it was 21.99. Um, Dave, can you guess the enterprise value? $1 billion. <laughs> no, it's actually no idea. Uh, no idea. It, it's actually twenty billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that's how they're doing. Uh, Fifty-two week high, thirty-two point nine five. Fifty-two week low, nineteen point nine. Um, net income one billion. Uh, but anyway, that's enough numbers for now. But actually, no, it's not, because I actually want to talk a bit more about this, because Sony recently, you know, like sometimes when Apple, uh, usually when Apple are getting ready to launch a new product or something like that, they put out a little teaser. You know what Sony did? What did they do? They put out a maths puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> maths puzzle. Yeah, it was like a maths puzzle. So it was basically... Sponsored by this... Countdown. <laughs> so basically what they did was they, they said, add this number to this number, Minus this number from that, uh, and then add this number and minus this number. And no matter what you did, it came to 22, which is ironic because I mentioned 22 in 22. the uh, yeah, in the previous close today. It's bizarre, spooky almost. Um, you know, I'm a bit of a Jedi, right? <laughs> There's definitely uh, something going on in the force right now with these numbers. Um, but anyway, anyway, let's get on to another topic. This is quite interesting, right? So this is considered to be the year of VR. Although 
I haven't seen that much. Well, we have seen it, but there's nothing that commercially available. There is the Merge VR, though, however, which I did a video on. Uh, really, really cool, really affordable and works with your smartphone. You guys should check that out. Um, it's Merge. That's one word. And what gear? That's one word. Google it and you'll find the, uh, the website page and you'll find the YouTube video and all that. Um, but this is interesting, right? So um, after my Jedi prediction last week, right, or my Jedi suggestion, right, that maybe Sony should launch their PlayStation VR a little bit later in time for Christmas yeah. and sell out like the Wii did, right? Just so happens that this week, right, Paul Reigns from uh, GameStop, which is the largest games retailer in the States, right? Yeah. Has said the PlayStation VR will launch this fall. Oh, interesting. Which is a uh, bit of a contradiction from that, um, was it, Swiss website that we talked about last week. I forget the name of it. Or, but, yeah. Um, yeah, they were, they, what were they, they were saying June, weren't they? So summertime, summertime launch. To be honest, I think um, it's better that the product's properly ready before they launch it, man. You don't want them to launch it and it's like half finished. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I um, agree. So if, if it's not ready for June, then there's nothing wrong with, with autumn. I think you'll sell more units over Christmas. People go crazy at Christmas. But do you know what's interesting, right, is when this information was leaked, the stocks went up by 3.55%, the Sony oh. shares. It's pretty good, and it's a good sign. You know, there's a lot of interest. Um, people are getting excited about the, uh, you know, the PlayStation VR, which I still think is a, a rubbish name. <laughs> <laughs> Morpheus was better. I, I don't know. We should put a poll on this video and see what the uh, listeners think if they like PlayStation VR or Morpheus or PSVR. Yeah, yeah. As for the price of the product, um, lots of rumors floating around. Um, I'm a bit of a Jedi, and um, I predict it's going to be around 300 quid over here in the UK. Didn't we talk about price last week? Well, we did, the, yeah. The price, 347 or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's different rumors floating around. But listen, I did a video on the uh, Morpheus ages ago when it was still called the Morpheus. Um, it's pretty cool. It was just sort of recapping VR as I've seen it sort of evolve over the years from when I was a kid. Um, till now so it's a good little video you guys should check it out uh, type in what gear it's one word and uh, Morpheus which is one word there is also on uh, <laughs> the YouTube channel the uh, the video of you using oh yeah of course video, of course using the, the Morpheus yeah the Gamescom in uh, right. Germany and we interviewed yeah, yeah. Um, Ben I think it was wasn't it was, it was the guy's name yeah. Ben yeah yeah I cut out the bit where he like he threw a load of numbers at me. I didn't know what he was talking about. I was just staring at him like, what did you just say? <laughs> I edited that bit out. So if you guys can work out where I edited that bit out, <laughs> go back and look at that video. <laughs> uh, so there was another bit of information. Yeah, so with the uh, PlayStation VR, this is interesting, right? Hideo Kojima, he's a legendary uh, game producer, right? Metal Gear series, one of the biggest sort of titles for Sony in particular on the older platforms. I know it's on Xbox now. Mm. It used to be an exclusive. So he's left uh, that franchise um, with Metal Gear and Sony has snapped him up. And uh, 
he's put out a state. He's we've actually seen photos of him in London testing out the PlayStation VR. And uh, you know, there's lots of sort of rumors going around that his next game may be VR based. But he put out a statement saying uh, the next game will be big and extremely edgy. Mm. I just hope he doesn't do another Raiden game with bloody cyborg slashing. Oh, by edge, you're thinking thinking edge of a blade, edge of a sword. Exactly, exactly. I hope that's not what's happening. Lame. (laughs) Yeah, do you know what? I played it all the way through. (laughs) They had this crazy, like, metallic music all the way through. Like, it just, it was, it was very Japanese style. It was nice to look at. Gameplay was quite poor, really. Um, But he said he feels extremely free right now. And that raises the question as to how much money has Sony given him to work on this project. What do you think, Dave? One billion dollars. <laughs> so, I mean, it's all well and good. I think, you know, he's, a, he's excellent at what he does. But does this mean there's going to be a lot of pressure on him to deliver a hit? And what happens if he doesn't? Well... I, I don't think I don't think he's he's under a lot of pressure. I mean, he's obviously going to have a uh, he's he's not there doing all of the work himself. He's getting, no doubt he'll have a solid team behind him. Um, if, I assume Sony have thrown a bit of money a bit of money his way for this one, so um, I would expect he's going to be hiring some some pretty decent um, creative talent to support his his vision. Game directors normally sit there and and tell you. What to you know? What they want, and and it's down to the game team to go and deliver. So if there is going to be pressure, I would say it will be on the lower echelons of management and the uh, dev team themselves. Yeah, it will be exciting to see what he can do on the VR platform if it is going to be on the VR platform um, with a whole new character set without Solid Snake. Um, what's he going to come up with? I mean, I. You remember a long time ago they did that SLAI game, which was like um, it was like Mech Warrior, Mech Bots. We, I think I said on it. It was like these sort of Mech, sort of Ed Two O Nine from RoboCop type machines, and you kind of had to just blow each other up and stuff. Mm. That was one of his games. Oh, really? It, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that one? I can't say I do. To be honest, I mean, <laughs> um, back in the day. Um, what what platform are we talking? Play, uh, PlayStation One. I or think two? that was that, that was PS Two. PS Two. Well, I can yeah. I, I was uh, I was a bit of a Mech Warrior fan on the PC back in the yeah. day. Yeah, um, yeah. it's very much like that. I don't know, man. It'd be it'd be interesting. I'd I'd love to see a decent Mech game come to uh, not one of these not one of these uh, a VR Mech game could be VR good, Mech man. game. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That would be awesome. But then. I want to see the the likes of the Steel Battalion controller come back. You remember that thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, vaguely you, with all the buttons and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. took about ten minutes just to warm up your robot. You had to go around clicking <laughs> all the buttons, <laughs> flipping all the switches. Like. Exactly. It'd be cool. Uh, you know, like you know, like the movie Pacific Rim or something like that. You know, mech robots with like swords and stuff. Uh, that would be cool. Maybe, maybe it could be something like that. Um, all speculation at this point. Um, but it would be cool. It would be very cool. Uh, so anyway, that's the sort of PSVR news right now. Um, we'll be keeping our eye on that. Uh, check out the videos we did on the PSVR. They're pretty cool. Um, if you want to see me trying to start a German-Mexican wave it, outside the uh, 
Gamescom. Gamescom in Cologne, Germany. Then just Google that. It was a good attempt. I won't tell you exactly what happened, <laughs> but you can have a look around. Have a look around. It was a hot day. <laughs> yeah, it was stupidly hot. Stupidly hot. Uh, so anyway, let's go on to the next topic. So going back to the number 22, right? If you guys don't know, Sony's big MWC announcement in Barcelona um, is on the 22nd. So yeah. it's not far. It's literally a couple of days away now. Um, we're pretty sure we're going to see the Xperia C4. I did a video at uh, What Gear Word. C6, yeah, sorry, C6. Edge-to-edge -edge display. I did a What Gear video on that phone. You guys should check it out. Uh, Google that. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's got an edge-to-edge -edge screen. The specs aren't the top whack specs, but one of the things maybe with the 22, the number 22, they keep going back to this, is the fact that they're releasing or they've just announced a new image sensor, right? The model number, IMX318 CMOS sensor, XMOR. Let me do that again. It's an IMX318 CMOS XMOR stacked sensor. Okay. So there's no <laughs> reference to 22 in there at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, there isn't. But no, what is the reference to the 22? Okay. So... I'm not sure if I'm reading this right, right? It's a one slash 2.6 inch sensor, right? Which is 22.5 megapixels. Ah, there it is. Yeah, 22.5. And um, so this sensor apparently is quite cheap for them to produce. Yes. Which is interesting because they make a lot of money from their sensors in other companies' smartphones. Uh, so people like Amazon. Amazon? We cut that bit Apple. out. <laughs> People like Apple, uh, Samsung, uh, I'm not sure about LG, but a lot of manufacturers use Sony sensors in their phones. Uh, Sony have managed to cut the cost but improve the quality. That is interesting, and I think it's a good move for them. Yeah. What do you reckon, Dave? Are we, we're going to see a lot of phones this year, 22.5 megapixel? I, I think so. I think um, they're going to be pushing the cameras. Um, we were talking a little bit about cameras uh off air just before we came on and um question i had was why is the rear facing camera always brilliant and the front facing camera is normally quite sucky yeah i have to agree with that i, I did a, a versus video with the OnePlus versus the xperia z5 yeah. and the front camera on the OnePlus is better it, it picks up better, uh, more more information in uh, more detail in low light uh, and i also did the OnePlus versus the lumia 950 xl and again, the front facing on the OnePlus was better. Yeah. Um, so it does raise the question as to why they put so much focus on, on, on the back camera. Of course, that's important. Yeah. But they sort of ne neglect the front camera. But in the age of, uh, in the age of selfies and, and all that, you know, sort of, uh, selfies is a big, uh, a big deal these days, right? There's, there's more selfies popping up online than... Um... I don't know what. <laughs> but... Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely more than there's ever been in the past. Yeah. Um, Sony, Sony have stepped it up a little bit because their front-facing cameras are wide-angled lens, so they pick up a wider field of view. But when I was standing outside Google headquarters with the two phones, the OnePlus looked better. Yeah. It looked better. It's a cheaper phone. Oh, okay. So, um, so it's interesting, and we'll, maybe we'll see some changes to that uh, this year. But what I'm thinking now, right, 
maybe Sony have been really clever about this. They're releasing this new cheaper sensor, right? It's the perfect time for all these new phones from their competitors. And when they're ready to launch their Z6, which we're probably not going to see at the MWC, maybe they'll one-up everybody with a 25 or something like that. Yeah, maybe they're, maybe they're <laughs> holding their good stuff back for, uh, for the Z6. For themselves. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're like a generation ahead in camera technology. Could be a it would good make strategy. sense. It would make sense. I mean, you know, that's a bit like um, I don't know. It's a bit like Apple. Apple uh, releasing their um, their their false feedback, false touch thing. Uh, yeah. To the to the mass market before they, they use it themselves, sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, I wouldn't blame them for taking that. It's a bit of a tactical advantage, isn't it? Like you one up your competitors with with the best camera. And then let them catch up the following year. Could be a good strategy. Mm. Um, Although I so think anyway, that, that could bite them in the in the in the behind actually, really, couldn't it? I mean, if they if they're giving them sort of like uh, sloppy seconds, so to speak, <laughs> you know, they they may lose it. The, the 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 buyers might the lose business. The exactly. They might lose the business. Exactly. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. Um, so anyway, a bit more about this sensor. Um, how it's better. So it's the world's first. So this is the world's first, another Sony world's first, like this podcast, um, <laughs> to use the hybrid autofocus system. So let's say, right, I'm out on the street, sports cars driving past, it's a really rare one. I try to get my phone out of my pocket. And you know, what do you expect me to do? Focus. But I can't because the phone doesn't focus fast enough so this is the answer to the problem is this new sensor from sony okay excited possibly if i'm honest 4k uh video 30 frames per second and uh free axis electronic stabilization i'm not entirely sure how that works um but apparently, it's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. So the uh, axis stabilization would be up, down, left, right, and uh, backwards and forwards, I, I presume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they call it your or something. The roll, the roll, the y-axis. No, that's the, yeah. That's the up and down. I don't know. No, Z is the backwards and forwards, isn't it? Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that's what it does. Uh, image stabilization. Now, if, uh, I know Apple, when they use their, they do a bit of a actual stabilization as well as optical. Um, so maybe they'll be able to one-up Sony with their own camera sensor. We will see. <laughs> we will see later in the year. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much it from the, uh, well, actually, let's just say with the MWC, you know, we are going to see C6. We should maybe see a new tablet. We talked about this in previous podcasts. I won't go into it too much. Uh, but possibly a Z5 tablet with a 4K screen. That's what we're expecting. Um, so I guess that's it for cameras for this week. Um, let's move on to the next topic. Which is? So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So basically, uh, a little while ago, they announced a bunch of new TVs. Well, actually, it was only really one TV they kind of focused on a lot. It was the X930D. So it's this year's 4K TV, their flagship, and they finally got rid of those hideous speakers and um i can't say i'm gonna miss them i can't say i'm gonna miss them um i did a video on that tv 
you want to check that out, I think it's the best one out there, to be honest. You guys should check that out. Type in what gear is one word and X930D. That's one word, letter, a number, a couple of numbers in letter. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can check that out. Um, it's really cool. I also did, you know, their biggest selling 4K TV is, isn't their flagship. It's their mid-range one. It's the X8. Just type in X8D and you'll find it. I did a video on that also. Um, so if you're looking for a very good 4K TV and not the highest end one, um, that's probably the one you're going to be looking at. Have a, ch have a check that out. See what you think. Um, they all support HDR now. This is the big thing this year. You're going to notice everyone banging on about HDR. But yeah, so check those videos out. Uh, but from that topic, I wanted to just talk about this. This is really cool. I'm a big fan of e-ink technology. Oh, okay. You know... You know about e-ink? Yeah, yeah. There's uh, the, yeah. the odd uh, phone case with the, I know it tells you the weather and the and the, the time without switching on your phone. And there was the uh, the we we I think we talked about it in one of the early podcasts, the Sony e-ink watch. Yeah, right? exactly. The FES watch. Now this is interesting, right? Because they the, what they did with that, they put out the FES watch on Kickstarter just as a feeler i think they didn't they didn't tell anyone it was sony they just wanted to see <laughs> in case it completely bombed and it i don't know maybe they were worried it was going to hurt their image i kind of feel like they've done this again with this new e-ink controller because they're not calling it a sony controller they're calling it the huey huey or huis i don't know how you say it or oh, okay how would you say that h-u-i-s now this remote, the great thing about it, it apparently works with all your devices, so you can program it in for all your devices. It's got an e-ink display, so basically with e-ink, once it sets a picture on a screen, once it uses a little bit of power to put that picture on the screen, it can then turn the power off altogether and the picture stays exactly how it is. So it doesn't use any power, but it's sitting on your table showing all the buttons for, let's say, your Blu-ray player. Um, and then let's say you take it into your bedroom and you want to work your TV in your bedroom, you push another button, it switches to the, to the TV remote for your bedroom. Mm -hmm. It uses minimal power and an e-ink display, which I guess has a digitizer underneath it, so it's got touch, you know, it's a touch display. What do you think of that? Is that a good product? Well, I mean... I quite like the idea of the, the um, you know, the, the, the concept of the remote that you can have all of your different devices. So you got your, say your Samsung TV and your, um, you know, your Xbox remote and your PS4 remote and, you know, all different or a range of different remotes on one thing. But the whole e-ink power thing, I don't think it applies really. I mean, I've, I've, I think I've had the same set of batteries in my TV remote for about two years. Um, it's not something I ever really worry about with, in terms of remote, remote control for devices. Um, one thing I would worry about is the price. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I'm a bit of a Jedi, right? And uh, when I was looking at this product, I could definitely sense a disturbance in the force. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> yeah, I was going to the dark side for a little while there because I heard this is nearly 300 quid. Is that right? Uh, I've seen it online, uh, reported online for $250. Uh, 
So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah well, if it makes its way to the UK, you aren't going to see much change out of £300. Uh, pounds. I wonder how sure. many uh, Royales with cheese in, you could get in France with that money. I don't know, man. I went into Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's the uh, that's the sort of um, the Hewis remote. I guess the kind of vision is to have one remote to rule them all, uh, which is a good idea. It's a nice idea. The problem is, what happens when you lose that one one remote? Oh, it always happens, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it down the back happens. of the sofa. Mind down you, the back you, of can, sofa. you can get like little GPS uh, stick-on tab things now, can't you? Um, oh yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Mind you, you, mind you those... in your case, your dog will eat you, man. Yes, I was, that was what I was saying. I've had a few controls. Um, <laughs> I, whenever the dog, whenever I have a new product, I, I tell the dog, no disintegrations. <laughs> uh, she, she, she knows what I mean. She knows what I mean. Uh, but the one remote, it's, it's, it's nice. But I tell you what, the design of it is incredibly old-fashioned, man. It looks like something from the 80s, man. I, like, it doesn't look like a modern bit of kit. It just, they've, they've, they've like slapped it in a bit of, old playstation one plastic you know oh, what i mean really? i'm just gonna have a look at a picture it's been it's been a while it's like it's like a sort of ceramic kind of color surround it doesn't look like a future bit of tech you know what i mean if you're going to launch a new product you want it to be everybody to see it as you know solving a problem of the remote situation i mean why would you want to make it look like something you would have released 10 years ago you know what i mean yeah, I've got to say, I'm not a massive fan of the uh, the look at it. I just had, had a quick look online, and uh, it's got quite a wedge-shaped... I mean, I understand why they've gone for the wedge shape, so you can like, stand it up on your coffee table and that sort of thing. But i got to say, it does not look like $250 worth of tech right there. Definitely a path to the dark side. Um, but anyway, so that's the Huis remote. If you guys want to check that out, it's the H-U-I-S remote. I might do a what gear video on it, maybe. What do you think? Is it worth a video? I think it's worth a video. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll do a what gear video on it. I'm, I am a fan of the e-ink technology. I like the way that, especially in fashion as well, you know, like the way you can just switch things up in the blink of an eye. Uh, and, you know, if you see a piece of clothing, I mean, I was talking about a shoes ages ago with the, the side of the shoes or e-ink, and you could put whatever design yeah. on it yeah, yeah i like that idea uh i like e-ink if you guys want to check out a video i did about e-ink and stuff like that just a small um check that out type in what gear is one word and then uh sony smart band talk which is three words uh yeah check that out so anyway uh let's uh <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the next topic uh so projectors right projector technology home cinemas um what do you think, Dave? Would you trade your TV for a projector? 4K no. projector? No, 4K. I don't think so. I don't think so. It, it would have to be like super bright, super bright. Um, it's just it, the whole thing about projectors is during the day, it's like trying to use them in, in, you know, when it's like bright sunshine beaming in through the window. It's just not happening, is it? It's just you're struggling to see it on, on, uh, on the surface you're casting to. So, no, I don't think yeah. so. I quite, I, I do enjoy having my my flat screen on the wall. Um, I don't think, I don't think I'd trade it in for. A project. I, I'd have a projector for for like on the go, but um, no, I don't think so. So, uh, 
they're kind of they're aiming at i guess a more high-end market with this people who have massive rooms with no windows and can actually <laughs> set up a set up a, uh, a home, home cinema, cinema. Like, yeah like a proper private cinema setup. yeah yeah so if you want to do like a real home cinema thing you could get one of these projectors but what's interesting is they've got two different types so you've got the classic type the lamp projectors i guess they have regular bulbs and then you've got two so you've got two of those two versions of those just released and then you've got two laser light projectors new ones right these are solid state projectors okay uh so let me just read this little bit here. six six thousand lumens um seems pretty that bright that, that does seem pretty bright <laughs> yeah uh but i don't think that's no matter how bright it is if you've got your curtains open in your front room on in the middle of the day, it's not going to look the same as your TV would look. Um, you know, the funny thing about these is the name. I wonder why they've gone with VPL. You know what VPL means, right? No, no. What does it mean? Visible panty line. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who came up with that name. I'm telling you, man, it's only been doing their research on the beach out in uh, Miami. Not Miami. Where are they going? Florida. Where are they going again? California. California. They're going, they've been out in uh, taking photos in California, man. They come up with his name. That's my, uh, <laughs> that's my thoughts on that name. Anyway, listen, keep an eye out for videos on these uh, projectors. I might choose one uh, and do a video on it. Um, one of them is a 4K projector. One of the things they're talking about a lot here about these new versions is the reality creation. So the reality creation is something they do a lot with on their TVs. And basically what it is is upscaling stuff from regular HD to to 4 So filling in gaps of information, trying to make it look sharper and, and more detailed um, on a projector. So I know they, they're quite successful at doing it with TVs, and now they're trying to bring that over to projectors. Um, what do you think about that, Dave? Is it? Is it? I guess it's a good move. How can it be a bad move? Yeah, yes, yeah, it seems like a very uh, sensible thing to do, doesn't it? Yeah, but yeah. you know, they all of the uh, professionals, right? When it comes to calibrating TVs, they always tell you to turn this stuff off. Like, oh, really? say, turn off. Yeah, turn off this reality creation. Turn off all this extra processing. Set everything back to standard and just sort of color ca collaborate, uh, color calibrate, calibrate uh, the TVs. That's usually what they tell you to do. Okay. Um, so maybe Sony might be wasting their time with this reality creation stuff on the projectors. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say unless we actually see one. We could turn it off, see what it looks like, turn it back on, see what it looks like. And if Sony wants to send us a couple of those, uh, yeah, yeah. you know where to find yeah, yeah. us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, let's move on. On the, on the topic of um, home cinema, right, and projectors and stuff like that, Dave has just released a new video on what gear, I think it was today. Yes, today. Yeah, today. Uh, yeah, what was that video, Dave? Uh, if, if you're listening to, um, listen to this uh, later on, it is the... 90, uh, the 16th of February, Friday the 16th of February. Um, and yeah. I was looking at the, um, the new um, 7.2, 7.2, mind you, um, cinema AV receiver uh, by Sony, which is a, uh, is a bit of a beast, if I'm honest. Um, 
it's uh, it's got the uh, the ability to have seven um, a seven point two surround sound system in your front room wireless, which means you don't have to have those god awful wires trailing around your around your living room. That's definitely an advantage uh, not to have the wires. But I noticed the images you used in the video were the Sony NA2 ES speakers. Now, I'm familiar with these, right? Yes. I did a video on those a long time ago. Uh, I know quite a bit about them. And I also know that I can feel myself going to the dark side right now. Oh, really? What's that? You know how much just one of those speakers cost? No idea. Two and a half Gs. Two and a half two, thousand. For the floor standing ones. Pounds. Yeah, for the, for, for the floor standing ones. And then the smaller ones are one and a half. Oh. Definitely the path to the dark side. <laughs> wow. Um, but the wireless speakers they're probably talking about are not those ones. It's probably the new ones they just announced at the uh, CES this year. I think it was called the X5. It's like a little small speaker, um, uses their LDAC streaming. Um, that's pretty cool. I mean, but the thing is, if you've got an amp like that, if you've got one of those amps, you don't want to use the wireless speakers, man. You want to use the wired speakers. You can get better sound. Um, really? You get, yeah, you can't get those NA2ES speakers, like the highest quality uh, speakers that Sony do at the moment. And um, you can't have wireless sound going to those man you can't do it but let me tell you a little bit more about those uh those speakers the wood right that they use in those speakers is birch wood right but not just any birch wood there's a secret forest over the hill in the middle of nowhere the sony won't tell you where it is but they only cut the trees in a very specific month of the year when the rain has fallen just the right amount so that the the grains in the trees Perfect wow. for acoustic equipment. Yeah, so that's what you're paying two and a half grand for. Um, and I was, uh, I was when I when I was uh, in, you know, in the I showroom don't... with one of these, some kid just walked up to it and poked tweet in. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to swear. <laughs> <laughs> didn't mean to swear. There, apologize. I'll bleep that out after. <laughs> yeah, um, you do not want that to happen no. to those speakers. Wow. But uh, yeah, so the beauty of these AV receivers is if you're doing home cinema, you get yourself one of these projectors, these new laser projectors, 4K, upscaling, all this business. You can get the AV receiver, two subwoofers, and seven speakers of your choice. Yeah. Uh, but if you want the, the top-end Sony ones, it's going to set you back a lot of money. Can you guess how much? <laughs> it depends what size ones you go whether you go floor standing or you go to smaller ones seven well, let's just, well, just, just the floor standing the ones we just talked about two and a half thousand that's 17 is it 17 five, uh, five ten yeah 17 and a half thousand pounds just for the floor speakers. standing speakers alone <laughs> you're looking at somewhere in the region of five to six hundred quid for the uh for the AV receiver, um, and then whatever the subwoofers are as well. Another couple. Of... Yeah, they're really expensive as well. I forget how much they were. 
Um, there's you know, some... you're, looking, you're looking at it over 20 grand for, for a system like that, just for the sound system. Never, never, yeah. never mind this uh, swanky solid state projector <laughs> and the cowhide cow seat to sit on. You're going to have to be like some oil tycoon, I think, to, to have one of these bad boy setups. Yeah, yeah. Um, and do you know what else you're going to need? You're going to need a 4K Blu-ray player, which Sony haven't even released yet, but they have. Segwaying into our next topic, they have announced six Blu-ray ultra-high-definition films. Their first six films they're going to release, right? Okay. And I have to say, right, when I when I saw this article, I was a little bit disappointed, man. Just a little bit disappointed. Okay. Because I'm looking at the lineup now, and out of the six films, only two of them. I think I would actually watch. So let, let, let's go through the whole lineup, shall we? Tell, tell yeah. me what the whole line, lineup is. Okay, so uh, we've got Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> I quite liked it. I thought it was better than one. But some people would disagree with me on that. Some people think one is better than two. Um, I thought Spider-Man 2 was better. I did think it was better. Um, a little more dramatic. What do you think? <laughs> Um, I think I don't know. I think one was better, but the the whole um, I don't really want to get into this now. <laughs> I think one was better, but it was it was it still wasn't that good, man. Did you know in Spider Man One that uh, what's the what's the actor's name? Uh, Andrew Garfield says everything twice. I did not know that. I did a video on that. <laughs> you did a video on that, yeah. I did a video on that. Yeah, so if you guys want to check that video out, it's Andrew Garfield says everything twice. Check that video out. Because no one noticed it until I put the video out there and everyone was like, oh yeah, it does. Say everything twice. Everything, everything twice? twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in Spider-Man 2, he didn't do it. So I guess he kind of realized he was doing it and didn't do it in Spider-Man 2. So there you go. There's a reason to go back and watch those two films. And watch the video of why Andrew Garfield says everything twice. <laughs> <laughs> I just said that twice, so you guys remember. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 is the first one. And then Salt, the film Salt. I only saw it once, and I thought it was okay. Uh, I wasn't that blown away by it, to be honest. No, I thought, it was all right. I thought it was just it, all right. Yeah, it was one of those sort of middle-tier films. It wasn't. I think if I went to the cinema to see it, I would have been disappointed. Mm. It's one of those ones. Um, so next up, Hancock. Okay. Okay, but old. Huh? Yeah, not yeah, great. Old, not great. Now this one, right? This one should have been great. It should have been, but it just wasn't for me, man. Chappie. Haven't seen it. Can't, can't comment. You know, they basically tried to redo Short Circuit, the film Short Circuit. Oh, really? That's basically what it's... it's they've used... They've used the same formula but somehow made it worse <laughs> no way yeah it just I don't know everything about the way it was shot um, to the story it just didn't work man I just don't think it worked I, I, I've i tried to this is how I know it didn't work right? because I've tried to watch it three times and all three times I've got about half an hour into the film and just turned it off mm, I'll have to that's watch bad it. right that's bad because I like films, man, and I, I don't often do that. <laughs> um, so yeah, Chappie, uh, Pineapple Express. It wasn't. It was an okay film. It wasn't that good, to be honest. It's a bit it? of a cult 
sort of stoner film, isn't it? It's like, yeah. It only, only sort of rings true with people who smoke lots of weed. Um, when I watched it, I couldn't really relate to it too much. Um, it's okay. It's okay. And then the last, last one, the Smurfs 2. Oh, my God. Just shoot me now. I, I can't say that I'm blown away by these releases. Um, there is a bit of light on the horizon, right? Because um, the new Will Smith film, Concussion, which I guess is about concussion, <laughs> on like with football players or something, I don't know, um, is also going to be released. So out of those six films, right? Was that seven? Uh, oh, yeah, seven, uh, seven including seven. Concussion. Uh, out of those seven films, I'd watch Concussion because I haven't seen it. And I'd probably watch Spider-Man because it was okay. <laughs> but would you watch it for the price it's going to cost you? Oh, okay. Yes, I was going to get onto this, right? Because I definitely, I am definitely sensing a disturbance in the force here. You guys know I'm a bit of a Jedi, right? Can you guess how much a 4K Blu-ray disc is going to cost you? No. Thirty-five dollars and ninety-nine cents. Thirty-five ninety-nine. My good God in heaven! Do you know how much that is in the UK? That's going to be around the thirty quid mark, isn't it, or thereabouts? It's Twenty-five quid and fifteen pence. But do you know how many Royals with cheese you could buy in France for twenty-five pounds and fifteen pence? I don't know, man. I only go to Burger King. Twelve. <laughs> 12 royals with cheese. It's definitely the path to the dark side. Or a heart attack. $35 for a, for a Or film. a heart attack if you buy 12 cheeseburgers. Yeah. <laughs> I guess if you look at it like that, it's not so bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is interesting. You know how when we buy Blu-rays these days, if anyone does anymore, or if anyone does, everyone's streaming now, um, you normally get a DVD copy and a digital copy as well. Mm. Uh, what they're doing with these 4K DVDs, 4K Blu-rays, sorry, they give you a they give you a HD uh, Blu-ray as well. Okay, so you get a 1080p version of it. You as get well. a 1080p as well, yeah. But I got to say, why, why would you do the why? If you're buying, if you bought a 4K player, yeah. What's the, first, what's the HD? first thing you know? Unless unless you're one of these that relegates the Blu-ray, your existing. HD Blu-ray player to the bedroom or saying, why would you, uh, why would you want like a standard copy as well? I don't know, I don't know. But I tell you what, my brother was really happy when they started doing that because I tell you what, I'd go through all my Blu-rays, all of the DVDs are missing. <laughs> and I asked him, what happened to the DVD that was in here? He's nicked them all. Uh, so um, it's definitely good for some people, um, you know, if you've got two copies of the film. I guess it's kind of like a backup and, and you can lend, lend it out without having to worry about getting it back. I said, that bothers me, man. Now I've got all these cases with like empty spaces in the inside. Like, where the hell is that disc gone? Uh, uh, yeah, I've got a few of those. Um, but anyway, I guess that's, you're paying a lot of money and I guess they kind of adjust it by throwing it in the, uh, the HD I, Blu-ray. Yeah, I just like to say on the end of that, I sincerely hope they, they, uh, they, they give a, uh, you know, we talked. They said that you get a digital copy as well in the in old old yeah. versions. I really hope they do a UHD 
digital copy um, for you to sort of stream as well. Or, you know, so if you get your little 4K, uh, 4K tablet or something when they come out, you'd be able to watch yeah. it on the go. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they, they'll do a digital version, whether it'll be a 4K digital version. It's another question altogether. Should be, right? Uh, 20, 25, 30, 25 quid, 30 quid, or $35, $36. You're going to, you know, no one really wants the, 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 the HD Blu ray. They're going to want like a UHD digital version. Yeah, well, the, there is a big shift towards 4K these days. I mean, most sets in uh, above sort of. 40 inch are now sort of 4k the majority of them are anyway yeah um so you guys can check out go back and check out those new 4k tvs from sony i've done a couple of what gear reviews on those as well as that you know talk on the topic of um home cinema and home cinema experience one of the sort of growing trends right with most people is soundbar um sound bases and I know you did a couple of videos recently on those, Dave. <laughs> I did, yeah, yeah. I've done, yeah. Um, I've done a couple over the last couple of weeks, actually. Yeah, yeah. I did the uh, what was the first one I did? It was the um, HT XT2. XT2. Thank you. Yeah, I can't keep up with all these these little model names and that sort of thing. Yeah. Just, um, yeah, that was the um, sound base. Yeah, uh, which yeah, they're yeah. pretty cool. They're pretty cool. Yeah. Um, wouldn't really do me because I've got my TV on the wall, but um, and then I did the um, the, the new sa- uh, soundbar from Sony as well. The um, oh, what's the model name? It's the <laughs> something 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 CT seven, CT three. No, no, seven ninety or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, seven eighty CT seven eighty. Yeah, these model numbers are too, hard to remember. Yeah, can you remember the name of the sensor I was talking about earlier? The camera sensor. The um, <laughs> the CMOS XMO something or other. I don't remember the, the actual the, the the digits you would you were chatting about. I don't remember that in the slide. Yeah, the first listener to uh, to um, put that in the comments below can win a Street Fighter headband. You still got the Street Fighter headbands? I still have the Street Fighter headbands. Yeah. <laughs> so the first the first listener that puts the name of that first listener that ne- goes back and yeah, you, you have to go back to that point and find it. And put the uh, put the name of that, or if you could, if you've got a really good memory, you can remember it. Do that, and you will win. A An Street Fighter, Street Fighter Ryu style yeah, headband. It's, it's it's not strictly Ryu because it says Street Fighter Five in the middle of it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you want to see what it looks like, actually, you can uh, you can head to Walk It. And Troy did an interview with um, guy running a Street Fighter tournament. At, uh, yeah, Richard. EG, was yeah, it yeah. GX? GX. It was at EGX, yeah, in Birmingham. Um, in yeah. Birmingham. And, um, yeah, you can see what it looks like. He had one of those on. Yeah, yeah. It was called the... I titled it the uh, Street Fighter Interview Tournament Edition. For record, so, uh, you will be winning a brand new one, not some... Uh, yeah. Not some yeah. useful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, first person, leave a comment down. How many have you got? We've got a few. Uh, I'm going to say at least five. Right, okay. We'll have to give some more of those away. So, make sure you subscribe. Stay tuned. Uh, to what gear mm. we'll give those away soon the game literally just got uh, released the other day playstation exclusive actually um i'm actually quite surprised how quiet it's been there's not really been any hype around that i haven't seen any anyway i, I mean no. it's a big release sony exclusive not much marketing out maybe there maybe you should get right? on see if you can get, get hold of a copy and we can do, do do a little video on the game and we can do a bit of a giveaway with those headbands 
yeah, I'll, I'll reach out to uh, brand manager, um, Brad, not Brad, uh, what was his name? What was his name, Dave? You interviewed him. No. It's gone. It's gone. Brian. 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 From Capcom. Yes, yeah, Brian. We'll reach out to Brian, see, see if he can hook us up. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, uh, off topic a bit there. Um, so, oh, actually, no, it's good, actually. No, it's good, it's good. Yeah. We've, got, Go on, we've gone into the PlayStation topic, and I was actually going to talk about that straight after what we were talking about before we started talking about Street Fighter. <laughs> what were we I was going to talk about... Yeah, what were we talking about? <laughs> uh. um, so, uh, yeah, so more PlayStation news. Um, aside from the VR stuff that we kind of kicked this off with, uh, PS4 beta, um, there is a beta, an open beta for the PS update 3.50, which is kicking off in March. You guys want to sign up for that. Um, Google it or head over to whatgear.net. I'll put a link to it with this video. Actually, head over to whatgear.net. Underneath the podcast, I'll put a link to the, uh, to the registration page for that. And you can sign up for that. But don't blame me if the update bricks your PlayStation. Oof. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so uh, I guess we're nearly done now. We're getting ready to wrap this up. There's a couple yep. more topics. Um, Crash Bandicoot, PS4. Excited for it? No. <laughs> you know, I think... Crash Bandicoot was one of those games that came along just after. It was kind of like, it was kind of the sort of Mario or Sonic, but for the PlayStation, kind of. Um, but I didn't really, it didn't really, it just didn't do anything for me. I didn't enjoy it. I know my sister loved that game. Um, I just didn't like it very much. It was, it was sort of like Mario, but more for me. And you have to keep running. You know, like that, what's that game, the Maze Runner, that really popular app? You just have to keep jumping at the right time and moving left oh. and right at the right time. That's I kind of know. what. I, crash... think, I think one of my kids has got it on one of their pads. Um, yeah. I don't know what it's called though. Yeah, uh, it's just kind of like that. It's not really great, in my opinion. But a lot of people do like it. They sold a lot of copies. They're redoing it now for the PS4. Um, dude, actually, uh, from Neke Toys, Randy Falk, dropped the ball uh, <laughs> and uh, basically put out a statement saying that he's looking forward to doing the the figures <laughs> for the game before Sony have even announced it. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's quite likely to happen. It was big news, you know. It was a lot of lot of news uh, revolving around it. Um, for me, not massively excited, but did get to meet the art director from Rare, earlier this year at the EG, was it EGX or Games? It was EGX, yeah. Um, EGX. Earlier this year, we interviewed him. We talked about the Rare collection, uh, which is the game collection, not a Rare collection of games. <laughs> well, I guess it kind of is, isn't it? <laughs> it, kind it of is. It's, uh, it's Rare's greatest hits. Rareware's greatest hits, isn't it? Yeah, so we interviewed him. He didn't mention anything about Crash Bandicoot. Um, well, I doubt, but he, you... I doubt he could, to be honest. Let's 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 be honest. He, he was he yeah. wasn't going to uh, destroy his NDA on that one, was he? <laughs> yeah, he's a really nice guy. Uh, it was a good interview. You guys could check that out. Maybe we should chase him up and see if we can get uh, get an early copy of the Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so 
I guess that's it for PS news this week. Um, and... Apart from, we're going to be looking at um, UFC 2, EA Sports UFC 2 soon. Oh, yes, of course. How could I forget? So this is great news for you What Gear fans, right? We're going out of our way, right, next week to go to the UFC. So much trouble. To so find out <laughs> if this new UFC game is as real as it gets. I don't know. The hardship, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we are literally taking time out this weekend for you guys to go and sit and watch the UFC. And then we're going to test out the game to see if it's as real as it gets. Yeah. I think it's a good, uh, we've got a good plan there. Um, it's going to be really exciting. We're going to do lots of videos and stuff. For you guys that don't really know what UFC is, prior to the event, we're going to do a, a What Gear UFC podcast, the world's first. Yep. World's first UFC podcast, What Gear podcast, number one, which will probably be What Gear podcast. <laughs> ah, tongue twisting. <laughs> Turning into the tongue twister. What Gear podcast, number 11. Probably. Um, you guys are going to want to stay tuned to that because I know quite a lot about UFC and Dave knows nothing. Rookie. <laughs> but I'm going to be doing my homework uh, in, the, in the week approaching the UFC. I'm going to be signing up for my fight pass uh, yeah. at UFC.com and um, yeah, going to be watching some fights. Going to be, uh, I'm, I'm actually really excited about it. I'm actually start tonight or maybe I'll save that for tomorrow. On YouTube, like literally earlier today on YouTube, there's a video, UFC just uploaded a video, a sort of um, preview to the London event. Oh, so really? you can see the, the two main fighters. So Anderson Silva is actually like, you know, he's, he he was the UFC at one point. He's the legend. He couldn't be beaten. Um, he's fighting this weekend against an English guy, Michael Bisping. Um, so you guys, you know, if you're interested in this at all, make sure you tune into that podcast. Uh, if you don't know what it is, make sure you tune to that podcast. We'll explain everything. Uh, and we're going to do some videos and stuff. It's going to be really cool. It isn't, it isn't going to be like anything you've seen before from us. It's going to be very new. Yes. Um, <laughs> we're going to be out of our depth a little bit, but uh, that's never stopped us before. Uh, <laughs> like the time we showed up at the BV. <laughs> we showed up at the professional uh, TV and film industry event with printed T-shirts and uh, a Handycam. <laughs> <laughs> to interview uh, people. <laughs> oh man anyway, uh, yeah we, we might uh we might have a, a couple of streams on uh what gave on net um uh, yeah towards yeah, the yeah. end towards the end of next week as well so um yeah you yeah, can watch yeah. the weigh-ins and that sort of thing live on on what gear yeah yeah definitely definitely uh and i'll be rocking my uh ufc hat ufc team gb hat as well uh, Reebok hat, official sponsor of the UFC. Um, yeah, so I'm make sure you stay tuned. UFC now. You, you're making me feel uh, a bit left out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll wear a Street uh, Fighter bandana. A Street Fighter headband. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but anyway, listen, really quick, just back to Sony really quick. I just want to talk about this because this is quite funny. This, this was actually hilarious for me when I read this. So, uh, you know, copyright law, right? Who knows the most about copyright law? If you were thinking about a school, a professor that knows everything about copyright, what what you know, what university do you think he would be be from? Oof. You know, it's going to be one of the big ones. Like, um, I mean, if it was here, it'd be Oxford or Cambridge, or if it's in America, yeah. it'd be Stanford or um, yeah. 
Princeton or Princeton or like Harvard, yeah. right? Yeah. So you were right there, Harvard. All right. So Harvard professor, right? He's teaching his kids about copyright law as as it sort of relates to music, right, and video, right? Okay. So what does he do? What do you think this professor does, right? This is what he does for a living, right? This is what he knows about. He uploads a video, right, to YouTube. Now, I've done some stuff that's been flagged before, and that was just mistake and, like, ignorance on my part when I first started the channel. I really didn't know much about it. This is a professor, right? Okay. He uploads a video, right, (laughs) with Jimi Hendrix, Little Wing. The video, not just once, but several videos of Jimi Hendrix playing Little Wing, and he gets flagged and taken down by YouTube. No way. (laughs) <laughs> it's just a little bit ironic you know what i mean it's like you're trying to teach people about copyright law and then you go and upload a video to youtube that's unbelievable jimmy hendrix unbelievable and i i think uh sony caught the uh sort of uh the wrong end of the well they've caught they basically flagged it as their property right mm-hmm. i suppose quite, been, quite rightly so right i mean um yeah well, it's Jimi Hendrix. There's a video of Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. It's not like a parody or, um, you know, it's nothing like that. It's the actual video. And the guy's talking about music and video and intellectual property and copyright law. <laughs> and they flagged it. And uh, they've caught a bit of flack for it. Um, but I kind of think the professor is, is to blame here, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, crikey, all right. I mean... If your average, if your average Joe is just sitting in front of his computer, he's sitting, sitting on his laptop, and, and he's making a video for YouTube, and he does something like he sticks a, 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 a bit of a film online, um, then yeah. But for someone whose job it is, who's paid to teach people about copyright, and he goes and does that, then someone needs to take a look at his contract. I think, <laughs> <laughs> especially because he's from Harvard. I think Harvard's meant to be like the number one. It's one of like, uh, the universe. elite. It's a... Yeah, yeah. What did he think was going to happen? Now, I think, right, this is a sign of the education system failing here. These professors, right, they've been, who knows how old this guy is? He's probably been doing it for years, but the world is changing, man. He obviously doesn't know YouTube. No yeah. one's taught him YouTube. <laughs> you know copyright law, but you don't know YouTube, which probably means you don't know Instagram and Twitter and all these other media platforms, which kind of... You know, he's a bit out of his depth. No matter how clever he is, if you upload a video to YouTube with Jimi Hendrix, like actually playing a whole song in the middle of it, man, you should know better. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so anyway, Sony flagged them, and then they reapproached Sony and said, "Listen, you know, we're doing this for educational purposes," and Sony let them off. So uh, good for Sony. That's what I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they made a good decision there, um, especially. Yeah, the topic's good, um, but the professor, what was he thinking? Anyway, uh, <laughs> I guess that's it this week for the podcast. Um, there really wasn't that much major news, so we've just kind of, you know, looked around for for stuff we could talk about. Next week's going to be the big one um, because of the MWC in Barcelona. You guys are going to want to stay tuned and watch all the news that comes out of that. We're going to do our very best to cover it. Any new videos uh, we can do on the new products that are announced, keep an eye out for those. 
I'm going to be running some competition soon. I keep saying this, and I never really get round to do it. We've got, I've got like a backlog of prizes to give away. Um, yeah, likewise. Guess, yeah, I think what we're going to, I think we should give them away on um, Facebook. But I might start doing Snapchat, especially for the UFC, uh, UFC event next week. I might start Snapchatting some stuff. Um, I haven't really used it much recently because I'm really not, uh, not not that much exciting stuff happening right now. Um, but you might want to check out the UFC stuff. Subscribe to What Gear on Snapchat. I think it's just What Gear. I think it's just one word on, on, on Snapchat. But anyway, stay tuned. Um, I'm going to link it to the website so you can find it there. Um, so I guess that's it. That is it. Until um, uh, what, what are we going to do? The UFC on Friday as well? Yeah, so next week's podcast might Ooh. be a bit delayed. Um, because we're actually at the UFC on Friday and Saturday, uh, all day. So or maybe, we record, maybe we record the Sunday one on Thursday. So I'm down, I'm yeah. down your way on Thursday, aren't I? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, uh, stay tuned. We'll, we'll do our best to get this uploaded again for next Friday. Uh, that's it for the world's first fourth Sony podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, if you think we should be talking about any specific topics next week, leave it in the comments here. Uh, let us know what you think of the podcast as well. We want to know if you think we should keep doing it. Uh, maybe if there's a sec, a section, a segment we should add. Uh, you know, we want to listen to your feedback here and adjust the the podcast to be something that you guys want to listen to. So, um, thanks for listening uh, to this What Gear podcast. And uh, I guess that's it for myself. They call me the Games Master, Aby Dave out in Cambridge. Thank you. See you guys in the next one. Don't be late. Oh.